Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. In the morning hookup, we're happening. Brian Munson, HusterOnline.com right now. I'm sure he will connect with us momentarily as he's probably getting situated. Hopefully, is everything's okay. Brian's typically on time. Maybe we call him a little early. Doubt it. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to ask him about this Walter Rouse situation. Of course, the offensive line transfer from Stanford who was committed to us but then uh, quickly switched to, to Oklahoma. Okay. There's a lot of yeah speculation. speculation. I, think, I think Schmidt had someone on yesterday that said, oh, it, was, it wasn't that. It was they sold um, Rouse on the offensive line development of their O-line coach. And I don't know who the O-line coach is there, so I can't speak on it. I actually, I do know who that is. Okay. I've well, maybe he went with Lincoln Riley to USC. I don't know if he did. I uh, anyway, line coaches. I just I find it comical because, like Evan was saying, he would he, you know he he was talking about Nebraska and he was using the words we and you know saying yeah. saying how he can't wait for this season and he checked all the boxes, the connection with the staff. I'm not one to make fun of these kids because again it's their lives it's their decision yeah. they're just doing what's best for them but something happened in the process if that was me and i was using those words we and like embracing this team and embracing the fan base i would hate myself i'd find it so embarrassing to just all of a sudden say oh wait i'm not i don't mean wait any of minute. that i don't mean any of that i'm going to oklahoma now like, yeah i mean like the articles were written and all this stuff the quotes and the time and the effort and it's like well wait a minute not so fast i forgot this about oklahoma like something had to have happened because he was set on nebraska yeah something yeah. had to have happened after and it's not like oklahoma wasn't already in i'm sure he was talking to oklahoma before he well, committed he was, to that us. was part of the process there were three i believe yeah us in oklahoma and there was one other and i can't remember the other team but there's you know i don't know i just i would i would find it tough to Say all those things, and then just say, "Oh wait, no, never mind. I'm actually I'm switching. I'm going to Oklahoma." Kids change like, minds, and I understand that. No, it just means that his words meant nothing. You, you realize just, that, right? Yes, like, they mean nothing, and it's um, he was lying. Influences. I just find that It'd hilarious. It'd be interesting to see Brian's take when we get a, when we get a hold of him. You know, I was uh, during the break. I was looking at the odds to win the NBA Finals. Ooh. I don't even know who's in the lead right now. I well, was, I saw highlights. One of the Suns got dropped on their heads last night. The Phoenix Suns? Yeah. 
But yeah, they're not playing. I think Booker is out. Is he? I don't even. I couldn't tell you. Right Maybe now. he's not. I I, the, Chris bad. Paul, I know, is out. But yeah, they're not playing great. I feel bad, but I just don't know. Celtics and Nets are leading the East right now. In the West, it's the Nuggets and Grizzlies. So I'm just looking at some of these odds, and you know what would be a decent value play. I mean, you can get Phoenix at plus fifteen hundred, which isn't bad. Ooh, who? Phoenix. You oh, can get not Phoenix. Bad. You can get the Sixers at plus eighteen hundred. Good value. Not terrible. Um, I'm surprised to see the Nets this high, even though they're second. They got a lot. Of, they got dudes out right now. Tending Durant's out for an extended time. I do know that they're at plus six hundred. So not the best not, not value. Not the best value, but still value. Now let me bring this one up to you. I find this one interesting. Two of them I find interesting. Number one, the the Cavs, Cleveland Cavaliers. It's really hard to get on board with that. I really, mean, they're playing well. They're playing really good, and they they're you know they got a lot of talent. They're at plus seventeen hundred. Okay, I mean that's great value. Now this team I'm really looking at. The Dallas Mavericks. Now, let, just bear with they me They have here. to be at like plus 2,500. They're fifth right now in the West. Okay. 24 and 21. Luka is doing a lot. Everything. They're at plus, you're right, or around there, 2,800. Yeah. Okay. I mean, high value. Now, if I'm the Mavs, trying to make some trades here these next few these next few weeks. Next couple weeks, couple cycles, see what happens. To try and get some more pieces around Luka. I mean, if there's a play I would play, I would maybe consider putting it on the Mavs, but it seems too far of a reach right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but other than that, it seems pretty chalky. I mean, the Celtics have the best odds yeah. of plus 300. Have you been watching a lot of NBA? Zero. Being transparent as always, yeah. zero. It's just interesting. There's been other stuff, man. It's just it's just not top of mind with college football, college basketball, NFL playoffs. It's just not hasn't hit the radar yet. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Football takes everything over. There'll be a. I mean, I don't even know. There's that gap in between the playoffs and the Super Bowl, maybe. But then there's college hoops that are happening, conference stuff going on. Yeah, and it's about what your mantra is. I'm not dogging the NBA. It's just, I'm just a college basketball fan, right? If I had my choice, it doesn't matter if the Tar Heels or the Huskers are playing. If there's a really good college basketball game on, it's probably on our TV. Sure. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Monday's big Monday, you know, all that stuff. Absolutely. I love good college basketball matchups. Why don't you text Brian real quick? Let me text Brian. You mentioned college basketball. By the way, Justin figured it out, by the way. Walter Rouse clearly had his uh, fingers crossed. (laughs) Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Right. Uh, while you look that up, I was just curious because you mentioned college basketball. I just wanted to take a look at the uh, Big Ten basketball standings. Purdue, 6-1, and one, leading the conference, obviously having a good year. Maybe this is a surprise, but Rutgers, they're uh, second at 5-2 and two in the conference. They're having yeah, they're a really ranked. good season. Having a really good season. Top 25. Michigan was kind of getting some bad looks. And read my text. Okay, I bet he either he'll call in or he's got something going on. Illinois four and three. It's Illinois. A, yeah, it said it went. Yeah, it went to. Yep. Right to. He said it went to voicemail. It did twice. Come on, Verizon. Here he's calling you right now. Yes. Brian, is this Brian? 
It is. Hey, what's going on, man? I am not. I, I don't know what's going on with my phone. I I see two missed calls, but it didn't even ring. Oh, you, have, you maybe have do not disturb on. I don't probably know. saw the morning no, hookup. No, no, no. I double checked that too, and I, I I usually will play with that overnight. That's why I missed a, 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 a an update from a visitor for this weekend. So oh, wow. I don't know what's going on. That's well, we right. got you now. We got you. Everything's now. happy. Good. Hey, uh, Brian, I want to ask you. I mean, we're talking NFL for a minute. Last night when you're watching the game. Like it for a lot of people it was like, ugh, you got the Cowboys, which it's a fifty fifty shot. You either love them or you hate them a lot. But then for you, you also look at Tom Brady on the other side, and you probably have a lot of bad memories of Tom Brady like dominating that conference forever. It was, it was tough to pull for somebody last night for you, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> it was, I'm, I'm not, I, so I'm not a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Um, my son, my youngest son is, and that's kind of painful for me. Um, I, I, I guess, I guess out of all of it, I, so I detest Tom Brady, uh, playing <laughs> against him. I, I, I think he's a fantastic player. I do believe that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I never liked or enjoyed playing against him because he always has success against the Bills and coming out of the same division as he did for years and years and years. That was tough. It was it was tough finding any type of positive footing in that division for years just because of uh, of, of what the, just the, the the stranglehold they had on the division and the AFC and the and the league in general. I mean, it was it was really 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 tough. And I just don't feel like I don't know if it's if it was. If it's just me, guys, or or if you guys have the same kind of feel, I don't feel like the Tampa Bay offense, at least from last night and the other times I've seen them uh, play all season, they just don't ever seem to get into a flow. No, they don't. They don't seem to ever have any type of rhyme or reason for down or distance. They don't. They don't seem to take the shots in the right places where you know another team might do that. I don't know if that had a lot to do with the fact that they were kind of benching Fournette for the second part of the season to kind of keep him healthy to to make that run into into the playoffs. I, I also think that when you do that you you lack or don't understand like what your identity is. And and I and I, I feel like the, the better the better teams aren't necessarily the ones that go out there and, and bench their players when they when they clinch and there's nothing else they can do in that last week of the season. They just go out there and drum somebody, and they just keep the chemistry going. And I know that, that there's there's a, an added risk there when it comes to you know maybe potentially you know in, in, enduring an injury or two. But I think in the end, I think that those teams typically do better or fare better the first week in the playoffs or whenever they kick off in the playoffs, as opposed to that team that goes out there and just kind of, oh yeah, we're going to play our second teamers and then get a lot of other guys some time here and, and save ourselves, and then they just come out flat in that first week of the playoffs. But I just I, don't, I didn't feel like they had a great identity. The defense is still so solid, and oh my gosh! I mean, I, I think in looking back to Le, uh, to Levante David mm-hmm. and the kind of career he's had, he may go down as probably is probably the the best you know player that I have spoken to. I mean, and Sue is up there, you know, when it comes to like guys that have gone to Nebraska, Levante David maybe the best one that I've ever spoken to personally, like on the phone in terms of recruiting. That guy has just had a heck of a career, and he's still an amazing player. That's great stuff. And I think to your point, I just saw a couple of tweets, by the way, that stuff is coming out of Tampa that there is a uh, – sources are swirling that they're going to fire Byron Lefwich. 
I not surprising. Um, I'll tell you what. There's another offense I would kind of compare to Tampa Bay's to at times. I don't. People have asked me if I if I felt like I, or if I was scared if Ken Dorsey left the Bills, and I'm not. I, I think that there's been some spots during the season, particularly mm. following the the loss at Miami in, in Week Three, that I just didn't feel like there was a lot of there was a there was an understanding of what that identity was of that offense at the time, and they've really put. Mm-hmm more emphasis on kind of developing the run game as the season has gone on and as Cook has developed. But I, I just feel like it's there's a similar situation there. and it, it just doesn't feel the same as what they did when they went to Arrowhead earlier on in the season. It doesn't even feel the same going like they did when they went into, in, into Miami. Um, they have just really struggled to kind of find things and, and, and really get back to that team that they were a year ago. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Brian, let's dive into some Husker talk. Before we got you on the phone, we were talking about Walter Rouse and just how uh, a roller coaster of a situation that was. He commits to Nebraska, and then all of a sudden he's going to Oklahoma. Uh, I want to know what you know. Uh, Do you know anything, like why he suddenly flipped? And just kind of give me your reaction on that whole situation. Uh, You know, I think OU just didn't want to lose that one, and I think that they, they... They never dropped. They never dropped him, even based on their decision. Uh, I think that they were able to convince him that if you have a, a strong desire to go on and play, you know, professional football, that there's a there's a better path going through Norman than there is Lincoln. Uh, uh, and, and that's currently that's a that's a very true statement. I I, I just I just feel like I feel like um, with Rouse that that. At the time and at the moment, I think that there was such a great bond, and 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 that, and that Matt Rule and his staff really went to work with him and was able to kind of get him convinced and seeing the path that was that they were laying out there at Nebraska based on a new staff, a new direction, and implementing implementing this path and, and implementing this plan, and, and that was going to require a guy like Rouse to kind of come in and 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 be a big part of that. However, in, in Oklahoma. They've been a little bit more consistent, despite what you know how things really went from this last season. And I, I think I've got some big questions as far as Venables as being a head coach. I think everybody should, um, and I'm not sure that 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 move to the SEC in the long term is is going to be going to be better for them or or worse. But that's not going to impact Rouse. Um, they're not going to be there yet. So I I, I think Rouse, uh, although I thought it was a little a little suspicious, maybe a little funny that. You know, you decommit. You, you, you quote the scripture going back, and 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 you decommitted from a guy who's a who's a son of a preacher. Um, that was uh, that was interesting. I, I feel like feel like if anybody could have made that connection, you know, for Rouse, if that's really what it was was coming down to, really felt like rule. You know, probably probably would have been a better choice, and Nebraska would have been a better choice. But I just don't think that they have the track record to compete with uh, Oklahoma right now when it comes to convincing some guys like that. And, and I also feel like I also feel like the, the transfer portal is, I think the one thing that we're learning here, guys, there's a lot of dirty pool going on. And, and you got, <laughs> you got, you've got Sanders calling guys that are on campus at Marshall. You've got an ongoing thing to where, you know, there's no gentleman agreement. I, I think that people are understanding the, the, the value of these portal transfer guys, you know, and, and what it could mean to, to get a guy like Krause on campus like Nebraska had, or where you don't get a guy like that and you, you're only then bringing in a Ben Scott. I mean, it's, it's, um, 
this is a definite 180 for me when it comes to what that, you know, the pressure that was that's now back on the offensive line, you know, to kind of step up and, and what Nebraska is going to have to do at the end of, at the end of this spring semester and still looking for another offensive tackle. Uh, one of our great listeners of the show said, obviously, you did not see that he had his fingers crossed when he committed. <laughs> he was, it was behind his back. I did not have any pictures of that. Yeah. No, no, no. He was, uh, Rouse, Rouse, uh, Rouse told me that, that Nebraska had the, the second best beignets that he's ever had before, uh, and that I there know. was a spoil of, of rich, an embarrassment of riches is what he yep. said. Um, but I, I never saw the cross fingers uh, or any of that stuff, you know, that said, you know, April fools or nothing, none, nothing like that. But that was, um, yeah, that's definitely a disappointing thing, uh, for, for Nebraska when it comes to, comes to missing on him. Oh man. But something that did happen on the positive side in a position that is, I think we all know that we need, uh, they get a big time kid, six foot two, two fifty, um, MJ Sherman. Man, that is a monster get for that position. It is. I mean, this is a consensus five-star guy coming out of high school. Um, you know, was at Georgia last season. He's out of the Washington, D.C., out of powerhouse St. John's High School. Um, you know, I, I, I just I, I think that edge position and whether you're talking about the second level or the first level, Nebraska's really kind of gone all in and gotten gotten some guys. Um, you know, you've got I think a guy that gets lost a little bit in the shuffle that you know, needs to be needs to be talked about a little bit is is Kai Wallen, um, mm-hmm. who 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 should be there now on campus, and, and obviously Nebraska went out and got you know cheap borders to kind of go along with it, but you lost you lost basically your most marketable or the most pro ready kind of guys you know at that spot with Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis and Caleb Tanner. I mean. You saw a lot of experience go out the door. So Nebraska is plugging in more, I would say, I would say more talented guys and, and, and not, trying to, not trying to offend anybody when it comes to, to Garrett or, or, or Mathis, but I think you're also not necessarily – you're really hoping for something that's uh, going to have basically that, that, that quick chemistry and, and, and something that everybody can kind of find a way to kind of get along together because it's – there's a lot of new names and a lot of new faces at that spot, but you know you still got you still got Jamari Butler and Blaze Gunnerson is is still there that, that that could weigh into that thing. And obviously, I think it's going to be really interesting where a guy like Chief Borders and and Sherman can come in uh, and and what they can do for a guy like Maverick Noonan that's also you know mm-hmm. joining the team this spring and 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 having a chance to to see him and grow and grow underneath those guys. So. Um, but I, I think Kai Wallen's getting a, lot, a little lost in there too, guys, and, and I just want to make sure that, that he gets mentioned because I, I, I really loved his film out of junior college in California, and, and I think that obviously you got some guys like Sherman and Boulders now on the team that just weren't there before and, and credit ruling his staff. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. I wanted to ask you about our new uh, wide receiver coach McGuire. You know, obviously mm. he's he's a young kid. Um, he's I think he's my age. <laughs> you're you're older than him. Yeah, I'm 24. He's about to turn 24, so we're about the same age. Uh, but you know, it's no question that some people are wondering if if that's a a, a good hire because you know you don't see too many. Um, uh, high level assistants that age, and how does that work with coaching players his age? I mean, just give me your thoughts on that, and why do you think he's a good fit with rural staff? 
Well, I think he knows what Coach Rule is is, gonna, is is looking to do. Number one, and I think Coach Rule sees the, the potential and the upside, you know, with him. Number two, I think that there's you know there's there's quite the coaching tree that 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 I think Rule is trying to establish. When you start talking about McGuire's dad, you start talking about Bob Wagger. That's 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 there. The story man from Arlington Martin, and you talk about McGuire now. I I, I think I think age becomes. A little bit more noticeable for for the players in the room as well. But as long as you're professional and you can go about doing your business, I I think it's one of those things that it, it happens to to a few. And I think that I think honestly, it, through his professionalism, uh, through how how great of a coach you know he can be and and, and what he's doing and, and, the, and the production and the results that he's getting out of it. I think that he just needs a little bit of time to kind of maybe get some people convinced. But I, I did have um, – I did make a phone call or two, obviously, about, about Bob Weiger, but then they had their they had their two cents to add about McGuire, too. And they just – they had the same concerns, obviously, about the age, but they but they know – they've heard the stories. I mean, this is, this is down here from the Texas high school football, you know, coaching circles that I still have a few contacts with. And they, they, they've heard the stories about – you know about his intelligence, about his football IQ, uh, about how driven you know he is uh, to to become basically that guy, and, and and I think that we've seen it before in a couple spots. Like Riley has come up. Uh, there's a couple other uh, stories down here that I was quoted from from that source uh, a week ago. But uh, I, I I just feel like it's going to take a little time to kind of just give him an opportunity to see what he can do and. And, um, and and obviously, I think Coach Rule is going to be one of those guys too. It's going to be very interesting, making sure that that he's made the right hire, and he's going to he's going to help him out and make sure that that they get they get the right the right people there to support his team. Well, Brian, uh, in that group, it got a uh, maybe got some depth back. Obviously, what it sounds like, uh, Xavier Betts in the portal and back, possibly at Nebraska. It sounds like he was at the team meeting to get winter conditioning started. Talk about that a little bit, and also you have one that's been in the portal for a little bit, and uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, uh, not mm. finding a landing spot. It maybe sounds like we'll give his chance back to Nebraska, which is unique because I feel like there's been some that have gone in the portal that they have said thanks but no thanks. Probably go find a different spot for yourself, uh, but you get a little depth uh, if both those guys can t- uh, come back and stay at Nebraska. Well, I think the difference between. Betts and Castaneda versus Grimes and DeColdest. I, I, I kind of put Grimes and DeColdest as being like guys that jumped in the portal once rule was announced, as opposed to Castaneda was already basically in, mm-hmm. and Betts had already walked away from the football team. So I, I think that there's, I, I think Rule is is being fair. Uh, I think that they that they probably if they would have had a meeting, they would have had an understanding or, or a chance to explain. That the way things were, you know, or what drove them into the portal, you know, prior to him showing up in the Lincoln, and and I think honestly, it's it's probably one of those scenarios. Like, look, you know, you can't go on scholarship in the spring. We'll find a way to do some stuff, do some stuff for you NIL wise, uh, but but you're going to have to come back and earn it. And but there'll be an opportunity. That that's a room that obviously you know you can do some stuff with. I, I think I think when you if I'm if I'm looking at bigger picture. Here, guys, and this is something that I mentioned to uh, to Sean Callahan last night on the phone. There's a lot of characters in that room, and and that may be one thing that you don't want to necessarily have when it comes to you know a young coach like we just discussed with Coach McGuire. 
um, you're, you, you want, you want the spring to be successful. And, um, and maybe that's, maybe that's one of the things obviously they're going to be keeping a very close eye on as opposed to, you know, with, with a guy, with a, with a group that's, that's going out there trying to put in a new offense and, and figure out who's going to be the, the, the producers in that, in that new offense, as opposed to anybody that's being a distraction or that rotten ap- apple that could, could maybe ruin the barrel. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Nebraska would walk away from some of those guys very, very quickly to make sure that they were, they were protecting things and keeping things going forward as opposed to anything that could become a distraction. Yeah, I think that's I, well said. Well said, especially when you're trying to build that group. Uh, but talk about Betts a little bit, too, because obviously um, got his name in the portal, you know, obviously walked away from yeah. football, had other stuff going on. You hope the young man has got it figured out and he's healthy for whatever uh, he was going through. Uh, but this is a dynamic athlete when you get down to it. And if he's committed to football, committed to Nebraska, and does the work, um, could be a pleasant surprise when, when and if he gets back to the field. I totally agree with you. I, I, I have never seen a guy stride like that and be that like that fast. It was mm-hmm. so really goal. I mean, I don't. He has got some absolute jets. Uh, he's got he's got big playability. Um, it was really. It was really strange to hear where he had gone from, you know, having that successful year back in 2021 to going into the spring of 2022 and just basically falling out of love with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 but then, but then also getting into a little bit of trouble um, and and maybe losing his maybe losing sight of what of what he's trying to do and losing a path and maybe understanding that all of a sudden that the best structure he's ever had. Was playing the foot, playing the game of football, and that, that he just he needs to get back in there to to get things back in order with his life, as opposed to just more than just playing the football game or the game of football. So, I think that that's really interesting. I think it's another thing that Matt Rule would be a hundred percent open to mm-hmm. listening to and 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 being you know sincere and sympathetic about and saying look we'll we'll give you that opportunity we've watched the film you're an incredible player and obviously we know you've got some personal struggles but you know we will we we can see a role for you and and obviously we 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 care about you as a person you know they cared about you as a person when they brought you into this program and we'll make sure that we can help you out in any way possible and just just go out there and give us your best effort I, i i question where he's probably at when it comes to you know walking into that day one, you know, conditioning and, and, and where he could be at in terms of shape and conditioning and, and, and strength and stuff like that. But, look, it, I think everybody needs to clear, just clear off mm-hmm. their desks when it comes to where you were at, you know, under Duvall versus where you're at under Rule and his strength and conditioning staff. I think they're going to be trained totally and completely differently. So there's there's a there's an open door for everyone, I think, to kind of get out and just walk right through it. And and how the, and how they would do this the strength and conditioning stuff kind of going forward. So I, I think it's a completely different program. Well, Brian. Also, uh, last one. Uh, we uh, this matchup in the NFL. It did not happen for some extreme circumstances the last time out, but it is going to happen. And in a, on the big stage, Bills Bengals coming up. Mm-hmm. Here we go for the right to move on to the conference finals, baby. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have been in my ear, you know, about how the how the Bills, you know, played down to the Dolphins this last week. I don't think the Bills could not get off the field on third downs for some reason. They've had some really weird 
interceptions, I, uh, bouncing off the pads of Beasley or Allen just going down the field. But there's too many times it's been, you know, second and 10 or uh, whatever and trying to get 55 yards. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that. So there's been some flow issues with that offense. But, it, it, but in reality, I didn't see a whole lot, you know, the next day from Cincinnati playing Baltimore. And that was playing against a backup quarterback, too. So I, I really feel like it can be a, a much better game than what people are you – know, people are very excited about about the, the triplets that they have going there in Cincinnati with, with, with Chase and Higgins and, and Burrow and, and, and what that young offense is, and obviously with, with Taylor as the head coach. But I, I think going to – I think going to, to New York and going to Buffalo or going to Orchard Park, that's going to be a difference there. And, and I think that that's – I do like the way that that sets up for Nebraska, for Buffalo, excuse me, Buffalo now, um, and hopefully it leads them to Atlanta the next week and go into play against KC. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. All right, Brian, man, we appreciate your time as always. Stay safe, man. Keep doing great work, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. Sorry for the phone calls earlier. I don't know how to explain it. All good, good, bro. Good, we man. appreciate you, my man. See you, See Brian. You. Good stuff there, Brian Munson, Huskerline dot com. Still baffled by the by the. Uh, Decommit. But you know what? Pass is the pass. Move forward. Can't look back. Can't look back. He's gone. You're right. Not coming to Nebraska. Let's you're right. Deal with what we have here. Yeah. Right? Develop, love, do all that stuff of what your current roster looks like and what it might even look like after a spring ball. Yeah. It's all you can do. Kind of excited. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, the popular podcast, Bussin' with the Boys. With Will Compton, yeah, I'm pretty sure they might have just recorded an episode with Matt Rule. Oh, so that could be hitting uh, hitting the shelves here one of these days. Let's go, let's go. That's good stuff. So, uh, man, tomorrow we have Robin Wash it, which would be perfect because we have a Husker hoops tomorrow night, That's six right. o'clock down at the yep. down at the bank, the vault. We'll have that. We'll start looking at uh, the playoff matchups for the NFL. Also, something we maybe have fun with. They just put out the uh, 2023 Top 25 Baseball Rankings. Really? Let's see if Nebraska's playing anybody on that. It'll be interesting to look at. I've got it queued up for tomorrow for us. Also, go to ESPNLincoln.com sometime today. Register for $2,000 in cash. New Year, new cash. We appreciate you. You guys have a great Tuesday. Stock up with all the bread you can. Oh, have a, catch you tomorrow.